have this opportunity to uh, speak to you, what the Lord's given me. Um, I want to talk about the subject that God uh, seeking, God is seeking to bless you. God is seeking to bless you. And I know he blesses everyone generously in the world, you know, with the sunshine, with food on your table, with children. Uh, but God is seeking to bless you and trying to bless you in ways that are far deeper. And I want to look at a man in the Bible who God blessed. His name was Jacob. Um, his name was Jacob, and God led him to a place of blessing. And what I want to speak about is some of these surprising processes that God may put us through in order to bring us to a place of blessing. Because Jacob went through a lot of things before God could truly bless him in the way that God desired. And I hope this will encourage you when things in your life seem to be going a bit wrong. God is out to bless you. It may seem at times that he wrestles with you. We're going to look at that. Have you ever thought of the fact that God might be wrestling with you at times? When you've got a plan? But the whole point of God wrestling with you is in order that he may bless you. It's not that he just likes fighting. <laughs> God wrestles with you in order that he might bless you. And this is what he did to Jacob. People in the world, however, try, tend not to look to God for blessing. They try to bless themselves. Have you ever seen the Mr. Bean Christmas episode? Mr. Bean, he writes a Christmas card to himself. He writes it, he goes outside his flat, he puts it through the door, he goes back in and goes, oh, someone's written to me. And he's trying to bless himself and it's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but I have to fit this in. Have you ever heard of the head of the German Luftwaffe? Hermann Goering, he was the head of World War II's German Air Force. And he had a habit of blessing himself. Do you know what he used to do? He used to award himself medals. He used to award himself the Great German Cross, the Cross of the Iron Cross, the Cross German... All these medals and awards and titles, he, he promoted himself. And really, everyone knew this guy's just got a big ego problem. God, the, the most important thing you and I need is the blessing of God on our lives. And it isn't just a one-off thing when you get saved. There are many blessings God has for you. I want to say this to you, that in the Old Testament, a lot of the blessings that God did on people were spoken blessings. They were spoken blessings. When Jacob was dying, as Mark mentioned, Jacob spoke blessings over his children. And I believe God wants to speak things over your life. Things that maybe you haven't heard yet. When you come to that place of communion with him, God is out to bless you. That's the word I have on my heart this morning. And don't think you've arrived and got everything, because there's more. But I want to look at how Jacob got blessed and some of the things that God did with him. Very quickly, though, I'll tell you what the name Jacob means. It's very interesting. It doesn't just mean deceiver and cheat. Its real overall meaning is the one who grabs things. He's a grabber. Jacob is a grabber. And you will recall that when Jacob was born, what was the first thing he did? He grabbed the heel of his baby brother. Esau came out first. Jacob came out and grabbed the heel. And that's why they named him the grabber. But it was a very apt name. Because Jacob went through life grabbing at this. Grabbing for approval from his dad. Grabbing for wealth. 
grabbing for status, grabbing for sexual fulfillment, grabbing for this, grabbing for that, grabbing for blessing here, grabbing for blessing there. I'll try this, I'll try that, I'll try the other. And you know what? God frustrated him in all his grabbing. You see, you can't grab blessing, it has to be given. It's not grabbed, it's given. God gives blessing. And Jacob, I believe, is a picture of human beings. Not just a guy in the Old Testament, it's a picture of you and me. Before we really come to God, Jacob, even when we are the Lord's, it can sometimes be a picture of human beings. You see, human beings are always trying to grab a sense of identity, you know, by my money, my position in the church. I mean, there's a good one. (laughs) Grabbing status. I want to grab approval from this. I want this, I want that, and it's not at rest, it's tension after tension, after wrestling, after wrestling for this, and wrestling for that, and you know that Jacob wrestled with an angel, I hope you know that story, Jacob wrestled with an angel, but you know what, he'd been wrestling his whole life, he'd wrestled with his brother Esau, he'd wrestled with his dad Isaac, he wanted to get his approval, he'd wrestled with Laban, who employed him, because Laban messed around with him. He was a wrestler. That was his job. Jacob's job was a wrestler. He worked for the WWF. He was a wrestler. But people are like that. He even wrestled with his wives. I mean, the poor man, he had two of them. I find one is enough. God bless. Oh, there she is. Um, <coughs> but he had two, and there was problems and strife and difficulty. And he wasn't a man at rest. And I believe it's a picture of human beings. You see, people try this and try that and try the other. Uh, people also, just to say, Jacob is also a picture of people who aren't that interested in God either. You know, people are not that interested in getting blessing from God. Because you know this about Jacob, he wasn't that bothered about God. He tried to get blessing from his dad, tried to get blessing from his wives, he tried to get blessing from his job, his, his employer, Laban. He, he never really spoke about God. And you know, when Isaac spoke to him once, Jacob said to Isaac, it's your God, Dad, your God. He didn't say my God. And people in the world are like that. They don't, the last person they come to is God. And they rely on their own strength and their own cunning to get what they want. Um, You know, Jacob was a man of cunning. Uh, He was very self-centered. And God had to deal with him, because God wanted to bless him. So, we'll just look a little bit at what God did with him. If, you turn to, if you've got a Bible, <laughs> turn to Genesis 32. This is, toward, this is the most important part of Jacob's entire life, when God blessed him. It's in Genesis 32. And I'll give you a bit of background in a moment, but it's verse 22. This is after Jacob has got lots of possessions. He's got his wives, his two wives. He's been grabbing and striving and struggling his life. And he comes to this place where God deals with him. And I think this can apply even to a Christian as well as the non-Christian. It says, verse 22, That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. 
and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, which means the face of God. It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. So I've said God is seeking to bless you, and I have four points, all beginning with S, to make it, <laughs> you know, very simple. The first one is God separates you. If you notice in verse 24, it says Jacob was left alone. And I just want to say that God wants to get you alone. I don't mean he wants you to become Billy Nomates with no friends, but he wants to get you alone. And I would encourage you to get alone with God. You know, get away from your Facebook and your phone and get alone with God. Because God can do things when you're alone with him that he can't do on a Sunday morning. He can. He can't do it on a Monday night if you go to the prayer meeting, but there are things he can do in you if you'll get alone with him. But the other meaning of Jacob being alone, I believe, is that he realized he couldn't meet God, or God wouldn't meet him, in a crowd. You know, some people think, as long as I'm a member of a church, I'm fine. As long as I'm a member of River Church, I will get into heaven on that day. Whereas God wants to call you alone. In other words, what I mean is he wants to really get hold of you. Don't rely on the fact that you're part of a church, part of a group. That won't cut it. Don't rely on the fact that maybe your mum's a Christian, or your brother's a Christian, or you've got a friend who's a Christian. It's God and you. Do you remember when Jesus met Zacchaeus? There was a large crowd of people, but God did not, Jesus did not meet Zacchaeus in the crowd. He met him up a tree. Jesus didn't climb the tree, but he met him up a tree. And Zacchaeus was alone. He was isolated. And this is what God does. This is my first S. He will separate you. He wants to get you. He wants you. He loves you. He wants to bless you. He doesn't just want to bless River Church. Although he does, he wants to bless you. And he got Jacob alone. But as I read this, I saw that God got Jacob alone in a very different way as well. In other words, he separated him, or if you know this word, he weaned him off. He weaned him off of the things that he was worshipping. In other words, he had tried to get his dad's approval. If you know the story, I don't know if you know the story, but his dad, just to quickly tell you, 
favoured his brother. Esau was his blue-eyed boy. Esau was a hunter, and Isaac liked hunters. You know, he's a real man, you know, muscly. He didn't like Jacob because Jacob was a bit of a wuss. Jacob hung out in the home and did cooking in the kitchen with his mum. So the dad did not favour Jacob. And Jacob grew up longing, craving. I must have the approval of my dad. And he became so needy, so damaged. So, you know, parents, be careful. You don't favour one above the other. He became so damaged that he... He was even prepared to dress up like his older brother and try a scam to get the blessing out of his dad. You know know the story, the mum dressed him up like his older brother, put hairy skins on his arms and made him smell like his brother. And he said, look, your dad's a bit blind as a bat now. You go in, pretend to be him and get the blessing. And, And Jacob went along with it. I mean, it's nuts. He's bound to get found out. But you know why he went along with it? Because he was so desperate... He's so desperate to hear his dad say, son, I love you. And there are people out there today, they are craving the approval of men. I've been there. You crave to hear a validation, an affirmation. And Jacob wanted it so bad and it never came. He was like waiting for a train that never arrived. You know, God spoke to me once. He said, Simon, because that's an issue I've had. Getting the approval of, you know, top dogs in the church and all this rubbish. You know, I've tried to get the approval of Pat, hasn't worked, and Mark. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but God spoke to me once. He said, Simon, stop trying to get approval from those who have none to give. It was a bit harsh, but I felt God say, stop trying to get approval from those who have none to give. So God separated Jacob from his obsession with his dad. He got him alone. He also had sent away his wives. Because, you know, there was a time when Jacob thought, blessing will come. Maybe it won't come from my dad, but blessing will come from my family. And some people think that family is everything. Now, I'm not against family. I love family. Don't get offended. All I'm saying is this. Some people think the blessing will come from family. It's all in the family. As long as my family is all nice and sorted, that's the blessing. And Jacob really believed it was good to have a proper solid family and there's nothing wrong with it. But he was thinking that that's where the blessing comes from, from family. The source is family. He was almost worshipping family as an idea. And I believe God allowed things to not go quite as perfect, to wean him off, to wean him off of this idea that it's all about the family. Because you know what happened? He fancied a girl called Rachel, who was a real hottie. She was a real hottie, a bit like Karina. Um, (coughs) She... He, he fancied her. He went, I don't know how on earth this happened, but he got tricked into marrying a different woman. That was the first problem. I mean, I don't know how on earth he did it, but it must have been dark and they must have worn veils. Maybe he had a bit too much to drink. But anyway, <laughs> he woke up in the morning and it was a lady called Leah. Well, that didn't work out well. Anyway, he ended up marrying Rachel as well. But then... It wasn't all wonderful because Rachel and Leah started arguing and squabbling and getting jealous. You know, Leah got jealous or Rachel got jealous she couldn't have children. And then when he wanted to have children with Rachel, she was barren, they couldn't have children. And it's like, I know in the end, God gave them Joseph. But even when Rachel was giving birth, she died. So all I'm trying to say is, he got weaned off this idea that family is everything. 
the blessing must come from elsewhere. He also got weaned off of the idea that, that, you know, blessing comes from your work. You know, there are some people that think blessing is from my work. If I can get the right status, if I can get the right power, the right wealth in my job, then I will be blessed. And there's nothing wrong with a good job. But blessing does not come from your job. God gave him a bad boss, Laban. Laban was a trickster. He changed his wages ten times, he messed him around, and in the end, Jacob was a broken man. He was broken off of thinking approval must come from a dad. Family is the blessing and work is the source of blessing. And he was left alone. And all I want to say to you is this. This is one of the things God does. He will separate us or wean us off if we think blessing is going to come from one particular thing. Blessing comes from God. So he separated him. The next thing we read is in the the second S... In verse 22, is God sent him a struggle. A struggle. So he wrestled. Yeah, he wrestled. You know, he's wrestling with this man. And I believe that God sometimes, and I know he's done it in my life, allows struggles to come into your life. Problems. Troubles. And behind it, maybe, God is wrestling with you. It's not just, you know your family or whatever. Maybe God is wrestling with you. And why does God send troubles and problems into lives? I believe God sent troubles and problems in order to make him go to God. Um, It says in Isaiah 26, there is a verse in there which says, in their distress they came to God. You know, sometimes trouble comes so that you and I will go to God instead of getting all nice and relaxed. And this man was wrestling Wrestling, oh, it was a tiring thing. Wrestling, he wrestled all night. You know, can I just say that God is a wonderful God. He's not afraid to interfere with your plans. You know, some people think God's you know, nice, but God will interfere with your plans. He'll upset your plans. Uh, he'll wrestle with you if, if he feels it's not good for you. Um, you will laugh at this, but <clears throat> I wanted to go to America and become a bodybuilder. I know you'll laugh, but I took steroids. I took quite a lot of them at the beginning. Um, and I wanted to look like Arnie, and I went down the gym, and I was on the wrong road. And God interfered massively with my plans. All right? And God will interfere. He will wrestle if you're going down the wrong path. So God sends trouble to make you go to him. Um, And I just wanted to leave that with you as well. Let me just uh, check. Forget it, I'll just move on. (laughs) He sends troubles into your life to make you go to him. Now, then we read later on in the story that the next S, apart from struggle, is suffering. Suffering. Something happens to Jacob. God strikes his hip. God wounds him. This is God doing it. You know, God, God is, people believe that that angel was, was God in human form, possibly even Jesus before he came on the earth. But God wounded him. You say, hang on a minute. God doesn't do that sort of thing, does he? Well, when he's trying to get hold of you, he does. 
You see, people think that God is, I, I'm a child of God, therefore God loves me, therefore God can't want to hurt me or do anything that will hurt me. But there is a verse in the Bible which says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Sometimes God may have to touch something in your life that will hurt. But, and he did with Jacob. He touched the top of his thigh. The reason I believe he touched the top of his thigh was because Jacob, that was his strength, you see. Jacob had been a runner all his life. He had run from Esau, his brother. He had run from Laban. He had run from God. And now in this story, I didn't uh, go into it, but Esau is coming with an army of 400 men. And of course, he's scared and he's thinking, well, I might do a runner. Now, it's very hard to run away if you've got a limp. You can't run very fast. And God made him lame. Sometimes when we come to God, he will humble us. He will wound us in faithfulness. He will make us lame so that we limp. So that we can't rely on our strength anymore. We have to rely on Jesus. You know, I think another reason why God touched his thigh, this is just my idea, didn't read it anywhere, is I think Jacob was quite proud. You know, when he had his family, he was like, walk around like this, nose up. When he had his sheep, he was like, I'm a big sh shepherd guy, he was quite proud. Now, it's very hard to walk around with your nose stuck up if you're limping. You're gonna... You can't really compare yourself anymore, can you? And Jacob was a past master at comparing himself, competing with people, grabbing at this, grabbing at that. And by God making him look like a cripple, he realized, oh, that's got to go. I'm here to rely on God. God sometimes will apply the cross to you and me. Christians don't like that. You know, they think, oh, it's great. Jesus died on the cross. There you are, Jesus. There's the cross. Jesus, you died for me on the cross, and that's totally right. But I believe God sometimes will use the cross on us. You say, what? I'm a child of a king. Surely I should have everything going nice and smooth. Why is this suffering in my life? Well, maybe God is trying to bless you. You know what Martin Luther King's? Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther, he's a bit before Martin Luther King, he said this. Someone said to him once, why is all this evil and suffering happening to me? Martin Luther said, well, God is trying to bless you. What? <laughs> Sometimes God will wound you in, or make you weak. He'll bring weakness into your life in order to bless you. Now, when you look at it and you think, that's nuts. The world says, that's nuts. How can God bless someone by making them weak? Well, let me tell you this. Where is the power of God? Most shown where? The cross. Not when he walked on water, not when he fed the 5,000, not when he turned water into wine. The power of God was shown at the cross. And sometimes if God wants to move in power in your life and blessing in your life, you'll have to get an experience of the cross. Where is the wisdom of God written about in the Bible? not the wisdom of universities, it's not the wisdom of being clever and cool, and the wisdom is in the cross. God choose, chose in his wisdom weak things, foolish things. So I want to encourage you when you go through suffering, maybe God is trying to bless you. 
devil would have you think God hates you, but maybe God is trying to bless you. So Jacob suffered. He became lame. And then we hit the last S. So I've talked about he separates you. I've talked about he struggles. He'll put struggles in your life. I've talked about suffering. The last S is surrender. (laughs) Surrender. You see, Jacob came to a point where God got him just in the right place to really bless him. He said, now you're in the place. And that place was at the point of surrender. Because Jacob struggled and struggled and struggled all night. But eventually, God touched his hip, made him, he wounded him. And he came to a point of surrender. Jacob thought his real problem, sorry about that, Jacob thought his real problem was Esau coming. Do you know what's going on? Jacob thought, this is really important, please get this. If you forget anything else I've said, please remember this. Jacob thought that his problem was his brother. You know, in the story, his brother's coming with 400 men. And he is worried, because he thinks his brother's going to kill him. He thinks, my immediate problem is my brother. Aha, so do you know what God does? God parachutes in an angel, not literally. He parachutes in an angel that appears before he even sees his brother. Why? Because God is saying, Jacob, your brother's not the problem. God says, I'm your problem. I'm the one that you've got to wrestle with. I'm your problem, Jacob. And I want to say this. God says to some people, people, you know what people do? They think, the problem is in my family. They're just so horrible. Or the problem's my boss at work. They're being so nasty. And the problem is in the church. And the problem is this. When actually sometimes God says, no, 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 no. I am your problem. You need to surrender to me. So he comes in front of Jacob before he's even seen his brother and says, come on then. (laughs) Get him up. Let's fight. And God will sometimes want to... Deal with us. Get hold of us. It's not the people that are really the issue. It's sometimes that we are not surrendered to God. And in the end, Jacob comes to surrender. And it's, this is the secret. Can I just say, this is the secret to all victory. The secret is to surrender to God. I've had that. I've struggled with people in my life. And I found the secret is to surrender to God. Are you struggling? I don't know if you struggle. Are you struggling with things, problems? The secret of spiritual victory is to surrender to God. And when he does, do you know what happens? He clings on to this man. He says, I will not let you go. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he becomes a a worshipper of God. What Jacob is really saying, he's saying, all my life I've been looking for blessing here, there. I've been looking for blessing here, there. And this is what I've wanted all my life. I will not let you go. The blessing is in God. The blessing is in you. I don't care if you've mashed up my leg. I don't care if I might die if I see your face. He wanted God. That's where God wants to bring us to a place where we just want God. Do you want God? Do you want God? Do I want God? I'm preaching to myself. Do I really want God? Or do I want what God can give me? Do I want blessings here, blessings there? Or do I want God? Jacob wanted God. He said, I don't care if you mash my leg. I don't care if I die. You've got to bless me. I want you. And you see, in those days, if you saw the face of God, you would die. 
And the sun was rising, and the guy said, you better let me go, or you're going to die. The sun's rising. And he said, I don't, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. He didn't care. He got to this point where he wanted God above everything else, even life itself. And I've been challenged. Do I, does Simon, do you really want God? Or do you want position? Do you want blessing? Do you want ministry? Do you want blah, 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 blah? Or do you want God? What if I take it all away? <laughs> oh, it, Jacob became a worshipper and he surrendered. That was the secret. He just gave in and said, Lord, I want you. And um, he became very contented. Do you know why? Because he had asked the man a question. He had said, what's your name? And the angel didn't answer him. You know, and sometimes we demand an answer out of God. We say, why did that happen? Give me an answer. Jacob went to this angel. He said, what's your name? And he said, why do you need to know? But he was surrendered. He went, okay. He didn't argue with the angel. He went, okay. This is a picture of someone surrendered. They, they, they don't demand answers out of God. Things might happen to you, and you might say, why did you allow that? Maybe God doesn't answer you. Well, you've just, you just got to surrender to him. You don't demand the answers. He, won't, he doesn't always give you. You might get the answer in heaven. I encourage you to come to surrender to the Lord. And finally, to finish... We read that God made him into a new man. Yeah? He was called Jacob, which meant the grabber. He became a new man. He became someone called Israel. And Israel can mean many things, but there's one meaning which isn't always recognized, and it's this. God rules. It means a prince, it means other things, but it means God rules. And Jacob came to the place where he was no longer Jacob, he was a new man, and uh, God was ruling in him. And God spoke blessings over him. He spoke words of blessing. We don't know what God said to him. He said other things, and I believe what's in my heart this morning, and I'm going to finish, is God wants to bring you to a place where you are completely surrendered and you want God. And I want to encourage you to respond now in a very simple way. Maybe we can just stand, you know, when, when we sing and pray. But two things. One, are you wrestling with God? Are you holding out? Are you struggling? Is there something that you are fighting him over, tooth and nail? Well, maybe he's wrestling with you. I encourage you to surrender. Because God will make you a new person. He'll make you a blessing. Um... I resisted God for three years. I just want to tell you very quickly, when I was this bodybuilding nonsense, for three years I felt the Lord calling me and I resisted and struggled. No, 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 no. For three years at Exeter University and it was only after three years that I finally said, Lord, I, I want you can be everything to me. And I wasn't perfect, as my wife will tell you, ever since. But I don't regret it. So are you struggling? That's one question. Another little question you may want to respond to is, do you want God just to bless you? Do you want him to speak a word of blessing over you? Maybe God has a special word just for you. Because the blessings were all spoken in the Old Testament. We don't know what God said to Jacob. He said, you're Israel, but he probably said other things too. Because it says he blessed him there. We don't know what he said. But I encourage you, God has a blessing for you. God wants to bless you.